You've survived another week. This week on show number 199, the first show for 2011, third year of podcasting, 20th year of pro-gun activism as the black man with a gun. This week on The Urban Shooter, shooting with my son, playing we with my daughter, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. My sister Barbara of Women's Outdoor News shares some thoughts as she takes some shots with her camera. Zombie Strike number 58. Ammoland.com. And more coming up next. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly pro-gun variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Your friend and brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love it. That is a star. You're going to love it. It's a classic. Congratulations. You found me. This is the pro-gun variety show, and I'm your friend and your brother from a different mother, Ken Blanchard. I'm here to share a laugh with you, pass on some good information, help you save money, and provide positive information about guns, the industry, and just life in general. Thanks for taking me with you. You know, there's never enough time to do all the nothing you want. But I'm here for you. My email address is blackmanwithagun at gmail.com, and on Facebook, you can find me under Ken, that's with two N's, Blanchard. Or Pastor Ken. Look for that too. Pastor Ken Blanchard. You'll find me on Facebook. You can leave me a voicemail message toll-free in the United States at 888-675-0202. And you can find all the show notes now for this and all the past episodes on KenBlanchard.com. But if you hit UrbanShooterPodcast.com, BlackManWithAGun.com, you will still come up to KenBlanchard.com. And if you're a long-time listener, welcome back, buddy. Thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing. Thanks for having my back. If you're ready, let's bring the Duke in and get started with episode 199 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, just getting back from the range, hung out with a few urban shooter listeners, and a big shout out to Gary. Man, appreciate you coming down and hanging out with a brother. And Brett and Andy, thank you so much. We had a good time, even though it was kind of rushed. That place uh, got kind of crazy there at the end. And we'll talk about the Silver Eagle group uh, next show, episode 200. How was your holidays? I'm still having fun. This is going to be the best year I can think of. I mean, it even started just wholesome and fun and free. Took my son to the range uh, New Year's Eve, and it was packed. I mean, everybody's shooting. I think everybody's starting the year off with a bang, if you know what I'm saying. Ranges was packed. Everybody was in a good mood. 
Uh, we shot that uh, ISSC Austria M22, and uh, that's officially my son's new and first pistol. He, he likes it. Unfortunately, little brother always tries to compete with me. I think that's a thing for little guys. Well, not little guys, but, you know, for men. So he, he was being all critical of his shooting. and Oh, I'm all over the place, Dad. I said, dude, take your time. You can do it. But it was good times. I mean, he was looking forward to going out there. I was looking forward to getting out there with him. We waited for about an hour, maybe, before we got out there. But luckily, I had my own targets. We used our ESSI Pro for safety. And it was really cool showing my son how to swap out those smoke lenses for the clear and then use them. I thought my pistol was shooting kind of high, actually, with the brand of 22 ammo that we was using, but it still worked out. I spent a total of $19 to shoot a cool new pistol with my son, and the time together was priceless. And on New Year's Day, my daughter, now that she came back home, uh, hanging out with her boyfriend, he gave her a Wii. Wow, that's a serious present. That was like the cost of an engagement ring. I figured it was going about to slip on out of here in a minute. But uh, me and a daughter, she's in her late 20s, started playing Wii together. Man, I'm hooked. News, and my dog is all up in here. You can hear her clicking around. My daughter and I had a ball, and then she had the nerve to bring in the Michael Jackson experience. Yeah, Michael's only, well, he would have turned 50, I guess, last year. He's a few years older than I am. But I was there. I was there from the Jackson 5. I was there when he broke away and did his own thing. I was there through the Jacksons. I was there through all Michael's hits. And in the Wii game here, you have to do Michael's moves. Serious cardio. So it's kind of like a choreographer's thing. You follow, hold a Wii in the hand with the glove. It was on like popcorn. I was going to show my daughter that I still got it, man. I was sore for two days. My wife came upstairs and saw us because I was getting it. I was busting a sweat like I was on a dance floor. Oh, man, she was laughing. Not because I couldn't hang. I was doing pretty good against my daughter. Uh, a couple of moves, I hit perfect. But uh, the part that made her laugh was my face. I was dead serious trying to get that move. Thriller is unreal. But, hey... With some practice, I will beat her score. Love is a good thing. Nothing better than your family. Kind of puts away all the other evils and crazy stuff like birds falling out of the sky and fish dying and mudslides. When you got family, you, you got a lot. Oh, yeah. And a faithful four-legged companion. Ain't too shabby either. Family is something else, ain't it? Hey, I was checking out some family history, man. I think uh, I'm probably a descendant of some low-level rum-drinking lady of ill repute 
patch eye wearing, tattooed, swashbuckling, bloodthirsty, thieving, rice eating pirate. But hey, everybody can't be an African king, right? I love pirate jokes. They're dumb, but clean fun. Hey, what did the pirate say when he got a steering nail stuck in his pants? R. It's driving me nuts. All right. Man, it smells like Updog in here. What's Updog? I don't know. What's up with you? Hey, a pirate walks in by wearing a paper towel for a hat. And I ask him, what's the deal with the paper towel, man? He says, "R, I got a bounty on my head. Hey, why don't we let a little pirate go to the movies? It had too much booty and it was rated R. And why was the math book so sad? You know, he had a lot of problems. One of the best gifts I can receive before Christmas was a call from the NAACP. That's right, you heard me. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. A new attorney from Texas, now in Baltimore, has restored my faith in both the future and the National Association for Advancement of Colored People. The NAACP. Why? He asked for my help on a case where a good man was imprisoned by an overzealous prosecutor after defending himself. During the conversation, he shared with me the case out in Long Island, New York, where another guy recently got out after some NAACP intervention. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Now, if you know me and have read my book, right around page 43, listed on the people who hate guns, the NAACP is right up there. I've never been a member. I have watched them side with the anti-gun people all of my life. But after talking to this guy, he says that they don't have a national policy against it. It's all between local issues. The local chapters are the ones that oppose the stuff and line up with crazy stuff. And as far as he knows, they have no official policy siding with the anti-gun people and they're trying to change it. They're trying to be viable in the future. Wow. You know, I came close a lot of times to joining, but what I've seen in my pro-gun activism prevented me from supporting this group. Well, that might just end in 2011. I see an opportunity for change as the national organization just needs a little direction from the inside. Now, there's still going to be some backwards anti-gun local chapters, but we'll get to those one-on-one. Oh, I feel good about this. I feel opportunity. I feel change. Got some links for the uh, news stories that talk about what I was saying. Here's one. Self-defense leads to a life sentence in Georgia, August 21, 2010. NAACP demands new trial, applauds dissenting opinion of Georgia Supreme Court Chief Justice in case. The North Carolina and Georgia State Conferences of the NAACP, joined by the National NAACP, will hold a press conference Tuesday, August 24th, on the steps of the Georgia State Capitol. At 11.30 a.m., 
to address the wrongful conviction of Mr. John McNeil by the Georgia system of, quotations, justice. The two state conferences and the national NAACP will visit Mr. McNeil at the Hancock State Prison prior to the press conference and will release the power dissent, the powerful dissent of the Chief Justice of Georgia Supreme Court in Mr. McNeil's case. And this quotation says, How is it that in America a person can receive a life sentence for defending his life and that of his child from an armed attacker, said NAACP President and CEO Benjamin Todd Jealous. The conviction and sentencing of John McNeil is a case the courts must re-examine. As American citizens, we have the right to defend our homes, our lives, and our families without the threat of excessive jail sentences. We stand with the North Carolina and Georgia NAACP state conferences as they demand justice for John McNeil, concluded Jealous. John McNeil, a father who was defending his teenage son, himself and his home, was convicted and sentenced to life in prison in November 2006 for killing Brian Epp, a white trespasser. The Chief Justice for the Georgia Supreme Court found that Epp, an armed trespasser on McNeil's property, had already threatened McNeil's son with a box cutter. When McNeil arrived home to protect his son, he told the trespasser to get off the McNeil property. Eyewitnesses saw the trespasser with the box cutter still on his person keep advancing toward McNeil. McNeil warned him again, and when a trespasser got within a few feet of McNeil, the homeowner fired a warning shot into the ground. The trespasser continued to advance in a threatening manner toward McNeil, ignoring McNeil's command to back up. When the trespasser was within arm's distance where he could injure or kill McNeil with a box cutter or grab McNeil's weapon, McNeil fired one shot, which was fatal. Now, I gotta give you the inside scoop. ready for it okay when the cops came they did not arrest mr mcneil everybody because georgia has the castle doctrine i believe everybody knew this was a righteous although sad shooting what happened after all the dust had settled the prosecutor pulled this whole thing back together and said that because mcneil a good citizen a father shot this person in the head, it warranted jail time. Had nothing to do with anything else. He shot a guy in the head. And that just nullified everything that criminal that the guy had done. So the guy's been in jail since 2006. Help me work with the NAACP to free John McNeil. The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Is the cost of ammo bringing you down? Are you ready to have fun with your firearm again? If you need ammo, your friend and brother from a different mother has the answer. LuckyGunner.com Good prices. LuckyGunner.com If your time is valuable... LuckyGunner.com Order your ammo today. LuckyGunner.com Where you won't waste your time and the shipping is fast. It's 110% guaranteed. LuckyGunner.com What do I use at the shotgun range? Federal Premium. 
ammunition because every shot counts. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. This has been a positive week. I got invited by Ammoland.com to do a blog post for them every now and then. And my first one is called First, Do No Harm. You know the Hippocratic Oath for medicine is my advice for the new year for all my pro-rights family members. I'm not a doctor. I don't want to play one on television. But the Hippocratic Oath should apply to all prospective and current gun right advocates this year. In short, don't make it worse. If the gun laws suck in your state, work with the strongest pro-gun group in your area. Don't water down our strength duplicating somebody else's efforts. Now, believe me, this has taken a long time for me to get there because I've been guilty of this myself. Here in Maryland, as in New Jersey, you know it. We're hosed as gun owners. We got laws on top of laws. We want the right to keep and bear arms just like the rest of you guys. But we don't need the young guns getting into bed with the political crooks. Use some wisdom. Take your enthusiasm, your strength, and your zeal to an established group and work with them. Help them. For example, I know this one pro-gun guy, won't say his name, doesn't have a clue. He loves to take pictures with anti-gun politicians and think he's doing something. He's not listening, and he's not helping the cause. There is only one way to change bad law, and that is with a united gun community. That's so nice, I got to say it twice. There is only one way to change bad law, and that is with a united gun community. Now, you need a big dose of political savvy and issue-oriented legislators exercising some discipline here. Now, we can all talk but we all can't talk at the same time. Now, you might got the right to do this and that, but I have learned that in politics, things are never as they seem. For all your marching, your ranting, your emailing, your calling, there is some real deal being made over dinner that you're not privy to. There is somebody or some group that has access to that low-down political critter that has mucked up your rights. Let our pro-gun statesmen among us do their thing, please. Sometimes it's a lobbyist. Sometimes it's a lawyer. And sometimes it's even a pastor of pistoleros, patriots, and paladins. Sometimes it's a friend of a politician that he or she knew back in the day that she don't have access to. To quote my friends at myguns.net, here in Maryland, we are still waiting for the first genuine criminal to pass a Nix check and get caught by the Maryland State Police. We have to do the same thing over again. Can you say redundant? We would like to see a prompt return of property seized by the police once it is no longer needed for the investigation. 
We want serious accountability for police political surveillance and their use of the emergency psychological evil law that they have around here. And my dog nods in agreement. We all want better range protection, and I'm sure my family members listening want the same thing. Whatever you do, let's do it as a team. Let's do it in concert. Let's do it together. Hey, I missed Barbara last week, but it was the holidays, of course. Got to let people have time off. But uh, I think she's over in the woods somewhere. Let's see if we can find her. Hey, Urban Shooter. This is Barbara Baird. I am surrounded by squirrels. It's the last day of the year. The sun is setting, and I'm sitting in the woods near my home in the Ozarks of Missouri. I just came out not to shoot a gun today, but to shoot my camera. I haven't really had anything that I would want to shoot my camera at, but it's just been nice to sit in the woods and watch the sun go down on the last day of the year. And what I'm thinking about here is I'm thinking about the six fundamentals of shooting, how they can apply to a lot of things in life. I'm an NRA certified instructor for handguns. The six fundamentals of shooting... Easy to remember if you remember this acronym. Pistols go bang, so think fast. Pistols, position. Always get into a good position before you shoot. Go, grip. Very important. The grip is with your strong hand. The other hand, your weak hand, is just for support if you need it at all. Bang, breath control. Important in everything you do. Control that breathing. Lots of schools I've had on this. I always say, take a deep breath. Let it out about halfway, wherever you think would be halfway, and then take that shot. Don't hold your breath. You'll start to shake. Pistols, go, bang, so. So, sight alignment. Very important, but first know which eye is your dominant eye. 50% of the population is cross-dominant. So, Check that out. There are ways you can do it. Go online and check it out. Or take one of the many NRA handgun classes available probably near you. You can go to the website at the NRA and see if there is a class available in your neck of the woods. Pistols go bang, so think. T, trigger. Oh, yeah, we don't want any of those uh, mashing or squeezing of the triggers too fast there. Squeeze or pull the trigger. Wait, that might be a deer. Hang on. No, it's another squirrel. Okay. So think fast. F, follow through. Follow through just like when you swing a golf club, just like when you swing a tennis racket. You have to follow through at the shooting range. After you've taken that shot, squeeze that trigger. That's when you want to follow through, which means... Don't anticipate the shot and put that gun down too early or you will be off the target. So there we go. The six fundamentals of shooting from the NRA and my own acronym, Pistols Go Bang, So Think Fast. Have a happy new year and we'll talk a little bit more about shooting in 2011. This is Barbara Baird, Women's Outdoor News. For news, reviews, and stories about women in the outdoors, see www 
www.womensoutdoornews.com. All right, Barbara. Thank you very much. Last week on Zombie Strike, the crew was in the village of uh, Roska, the island of Corsica, and Mateo was fighting off zombies, and the team was up to his eyeballs. They were at crush. It was looking pretty bad. There were zombies to the left of them, zombies to the right of them. It was zombies all around them, and they were giving it as best as you can get. But luckily, somebody found a door, and uh, they opened the door, used a ID card from somebody they had picked up before, managed to get inside four humans and one spirit wolf, all jumped inside, and they were safe for a minute. Ah, happy times, happy times. But where did they end up at? Well, checking out their new digs and ran into Alan. Yep, the evil sorcerer. If it wasn't for bad luck, they have no luck at all. And that brings us to episode 56. No. 57? Nope. 58 of Zombie Strike. This is Zombie Strike. Part 58. The Village of Rosca, Island of Corsica. 14 August 2010. 0310 hours local. Countdown. One year. Two months. Sixteen days. Mateo Cortez scowled as Alan emerged into the hallway. The tall sorcerer's dark robe stood out against the concrete gray of the walls and floor. He looked surprised and amused to see the zombie strike team. Alan was holding a bloody knife in one hand. With the other, he was dragging the rigid form of Colin Dubois. Mateo couldn't tell if Colin was alive or dead. Jim stepped to Mateo's side, his big horn lever action at his shoulder. The hallway rocked with the rifle's booming rapport. Red splattered the sterile gray wall as Alan spun and fell to the ground. Mateo shook his head, trying to clear the concussive effects of the big gun. He spun to reprimand the big cowboy. Jim had good reason to want Alan dead, but that didn't give him reason to deafen the team. Mateo froze as Alan stood back up. The smiling face was gone. Alan looked annoyed. Nathan, that's twice you've shot me, Alan said, calling Jim by his old name. Alan's voice sounded tinny to Mateo's recovering ears. Jim didn't say anything. The cowboy just casually worked the lever action and brought the weapon back up. Alan sniffed at the weapon, pointed at him. Don't bother. I've already invoked a protection spell, Alan said. To demonstrate, he waved his knife in front of him. Purple energy sparked in the air. Mateo waved his team down. No sense in wasting ammunition. I told you to stay away from these people, Nathan, Alan said, pointing his knife at the team. You had a chance to be spared their fate. You really expect me to believe you or stand aside? 
Jim asked in response. I suppose not. I guess I owe Mikhail five euros. Mateo's ears perked up. Mikhail, better known as Giant to Zombie Strike, had been the leader of the truth so-called champions. Zombie Strike still called them minions. So he didn't die in Mexico City. That's annoying. Mateo said, trying to keep his voice even and casual. You didn't think something like that would have killed him? Alan asked, sounding a bit surprised. Haven't you figured it out? He is more than just a champion. He is the chosen of Zypi Totec. The man is immortal. Alan made it sound like this was a common knowledge. I've seen him bleed. I've seen him hurt. I can hurt him and bleed him. I can kill him, Mateo said. You would need that attitude, Alan said musingly. The sorcerer fell silent. Mateo wasn't sure what to do. Alan had them dead to rights with that magic knife. Alan could unleash a blast that would incinerate all of them before they could move. They couldn't do anything against that shield. So what was the sorcerer waiting for? Billy growled. The sound caught Mateo off guard. He was turning to look at what Billy was growling at when Jess let loose a string of curses. Then Mateo heard the quiet pop of her scar. At the sound of gunfire, the team moved to face the new threat. Mateo whirled to see the alien-looking creature as it stepped off the stairs. He'd lost track of it during the fight with zombies. He'd hoped it wasn't a fatal mistake. Jess kept firing, her hits ranging from center mass to headshots. The creature just absorbed the gunshots. Thick, black fluid oozed out of the bullet holes. If it felt pain, it didn't show it. Its long arms lashed out like whips. One arm slashed across Jess's body. Her scar clattered on the concrete floor as she shrunk back to a kneeling position. Mateo could barely pick out her quiet whimpers of pain as she rocked herself. The other arm lanced out at Quentin. The big man casually batted the green-wrapped appendage with his warhammer. As big as Quentin was, Mateo sometimes forgot how fast he could move. Quentin charged the creature. He thrust his hammer into the creature's midsection. It swayed with the blow. Quentin didn't wait for it to spring back. His arm drove the hammer down into the creature's foot. The creature let out its unearthly screech. Quentin shoved the creature to the ground. With a ruthless determination, Quentin hammered each joint starting from the ankles up. The creature couldn't even muster a defense. It just writhed on the floor. With each wet crunch of the hammer finding a new mark, the creature screeched in pain. After both shoulders were destroyed, the screeching took on a new tone. It almost sounded as if the creature was crying. Mateo walked up and laid his hand on Quentin. The big man stopped. Finish it, Mateo said. Quentin just nodded and brought the hammer down on the creature's head. The disturbing sound stopped. Mateo crouched down next to his foster daughter. By this time, she was clutching Billy as if the wolf was a life preserver. He tried to coax her into looking at him, but she just flinched from his touch and gripped Billy tighter. What did that thing do to her? Mateo demanded from Alan. The sorcerer had propped Colin's still form against the wall and was sitting cross-legged on the ground. 
I really should have considered that you might use that kind of blunt force trauma on Albert, Alan said, focusing on the still form of the creature. Mateo slammed the shield with the butt of his M4. Brilliant sparks of energy cascaded in the air where the gun hit the shield. A startled Alan looked up at Mateo. What in the flayed one's name do you think you're doing? Alan asked, scooting back a few feet. What did you do to my daughter? Mateo asked again, his voice tight with rage. Oh, that. Enhanced neurotoxin. She's feeling all of her emotional trauma for the last year or so all at once. I'd say she'd had a rough year. I'm going to have to remember that. Alan looked absolutely pleased with himself. Mateo could only stare at the sorcerer in shock. Alan looked past Mateo. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Alan said to Tredegar. The FBI agent was standing over Jess with an injector in hand. The toxin reacts poorly to sedatives. It'll set off every pain sensor in the body. You're a monster, Tredegar said putting away the injector. Actually, I'm not. I'm a faithful and powerful servant of the flayed one, Alan said. These are monsters. He produced an alarm fob from under his robes. At the press of a button, the other doors of the corridor slid open. The team fell back to surround Jess in a circle of firepower. Billy growled. As Alan giggled, Something out of Mateo's nightmares slid out of one of the doors. This concludes another installment of the narrated story Zombie Strike by Derek Ward. Join us next time for another exciting edition of the ongoing saga. This product is protected by copyright owned by Blanchard Studios, Kenneth Blanchard, and other individuals or entities. Any production, retransmission, republication, or any other use of part or audio found on this site is expressly prohibited unless prior written permission has been granted by Kenneth Blanchard or the appropriate copyright owner. All other rights reserved. Believe it or not, that's a wrap for episode 199, which means next week is our 200th episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. You can check out our past episodes at KenBlanchard.com. Big shout out to uh, Brett and Gary and Andy and Ed and all of Gary's kids. Thank you for coming out to the range today. Appreciate you, Ed, man. You just make me. You know, I got at least two local friends I can find now. This is going to be a great summer. I think I'm a put together a fishing trip for all those who want to check out the bay that I fish in. Put together our own little private little trip. Urban shooters and fishermen, if you want to come this way, let me know. I'll put that together right around uh, May or June. will be our first one. Shout out to Ronald and Staff Sergeant Shaw. You know, there's quite a few urban shooter listeners that have their own thing going on, and I got a whole bunch of links to add. RyanMercer.com, uh, Clint Buyer Barrels, uh, Gary does some brass reloading stuff. Hager Watches, I want you to check out that. SlateAndJones.com. Can't forget 
OurSafeHome.net. That's personal pistol training online. NotAlone.com for our soldiers and airmen and marines and sailors who are coming back home. They're no longer alone. For my Canadian friends, Carson and Joel, thanks for listening. And I haven't forgotten Xavier in France. No, it's just been a while. You still there? How about Jens in Germany? Scott in the Philippines? Thanks for listening to your brother from a different mother. Don't forget to check out, or let me introduce to you, the ATSN.TV, the American Trigger Sports Network. It's pretty cool. And you, my favorite listener. Hope you like this week's show. Feel free to send me a comment by email, by phone. What's the address? Blackmanwithagun at gmail.com works just fine. Or you can call and leave it at 888-675-0202. Got a whole bunch of stuff happening. It's so much junk happening on episode 200. I don't know what I'm going to do with it all. But I hope you come back and check it out. Until next week, this is your friend and your brother from a different mother wishing you peace. Shalom, baby. Urban Shooter, the pro. Shooter. Then send Ken an email at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Do you want to support the show and start something new? You can become a member of the new Urban Shooter Association for $4 a month and keep the mission going strong. Look for the USA link on the website. What do you think of the Urban Shooter Podcast? Leave a review for Ken on iTunes at the end of this show. Yeah.